This is episode 49. In this episode, you'll meet Jeanette Godoy. She shares how her culture influences all of her entrepreneurial projects, as an online vintage clothing store, a costume designer, and as an actor. Learn about her journey and how she pivoted careers to do what she loves. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate. Bienvenidos! It's a podcast where Latinx business owners share stories of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. I believe consumers want to support businesses they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. Also, join me on my business mindfulness series where I share business tips and activities that will help you grow and sustain your business. So please subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Welcome everybody to another episode of Relate and Elevate and I have a very special guest here and all my guests are special because I always say that <laughs> special guest. Uh, but this is also kind of like a little reunion, right? Like a, yes. a college reunion. You want to introduce yourself and uh, tell yeah. where you're located now. And yeah. Uh, so my name is Jeanette uh, Godoy. Um, I currently reside in Glassell Park, which is uh, northeast Los Angeles. Um, and yeah, <laughs> so we actually went to San Diego state together oh. and, um, I was, I think I was a freshman when you were like a oh senior God. or something on your way out. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> a... <laughs> so very... No years. Not... We're not going to mention years. No, we're not going to mention years, but I just wanted to kind of like, we were there together for yeah. a short period of time, but still like. Yeah. have been kind of in contact over the years yeah, yeah. The, many, the many years but um let's do a little icebreaker and get to know you a little bit better so what's your yeah. favorite food oh wow oh my gosh okay um my favorite food I want to say as of now and just has yeah as of now is uh mole Mm. what mole. kind there's a lot oh, of mole. i know i know um more specifically the like the chocolate mole from oaxaca mm. Mm. oh my gosh yeah i think i just left you with that like, loving it and i haven't had that same amazing chocolate mole since i last was in oaxaca so i'm like no mm. it's not that good like the ones here mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to say we're in oaxaca <laughs> but yeah yeah but say mole yeah I, I know what you mean. I, I stayed in Oaxaca. I did it like a internship abroad in Oaxaca for like four months. So awesome. I know what you mean. Yeah. What part? What part of Oaxaca? In Oaxaca. In oh, in like the central. The oh city. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Actually, I found that the restaurant La Galagueta there in, in LA uh-huh. has, has Oaxacan food. Like you can have like. Yes. Tlayudas and mole yes. and stuff. Yes. yes. Like very, very comparable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm like and micheladas. Yes, micheladas. <laughs> That's the yeah, most important. No, no. Yeah, no, actually you're right. I, I wanna say yeah, like it's has probably the closest mole 
recipe to to the one in Oaxaca. I would mm-hmm. have to say so. Kudos, Galeta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite color? Uh, my favorite color is red. <laughs> Duh, right? <laughs> and like we're doing a Zoom call, and she's sitting in front of her curtain, and like it's like red, red. bright red, and she's wearing a red shirt. <laughs> which part is Jeanette and which part is the curtain I know I'm kind of like camouflaged in it yeah I would have to say red I've always I've always really uh loved it I I don't know for some reason um it just it's it's reminds me of just like energy like just powerful Mm -hmm. powerful energy and I know that it means different things in different cultures and to different people but Mm um I've just always like gravitated to it because I love how it looks like on my lips like as lipstick, <laughs> you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and my great I, I found out my great grandma also loved wearing red lipstick so I'm like that's why <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah what's the most recent book you read oh wow I want to say um I read a lot of plays oh, so okay. I want to say that's kind of one the equivalent to literature that I've been reading lately um and the most recent play that I read um gosh I reread it were um Luis Valdez's Actos so it's like a a series of just different um short uh plays that that Luis Valdez did um back in the 60s 70s and um yeah, for it was just to reread them was so relevant to what's happening today, and it's this timeless, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a good way and a bad way, and so yeah. But um, it was like a series of those. One of them is known as um, oh gosh, se me fue la, um, los vendidos. Mm-hmm. That was probably one that a lot of people are, are very familiar with, and just how. Um, the different kinds of of uh, raza that exist within our own community, and just you know what that means for us today, was impactful. So yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What's the last song you listened to? Oh man, um, Soda Stereo, uh, Zoom. I don't know if you know that song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, do you yeah. listen, like, did you, like, actually choose that song or was it, like, on a playlist or something? I think it was, a, I think, well, I have, like, um, I'm super old school, so I still listen to, like, Pandora and I have, like, my own. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a Spotify person. Um, and so, it, you know, I have, like, the station and then it just plays it, but that's one of, like, my favorite songs. So I was listening to it right before, uh, and so I was like, oh, <laughs> I hadn't heard it in a while. So I was like, yay, so that's video. But yeah. If you could meet one person dead or alive, who would that be? Oh, wow. That is crazy. Um, dead or alive, I would have to say I would like to meet, and I know this sounds super cliche, but I would, I would like to meet Frida Kahlo. And not because everybody has her on their t-shirts and, you know, wears their eyebrows the same. Like, no, I, I think because um, she was, back when 
you know, at least I was younger, nobody really, people knew who she was in Mexico, but there wasn't that same kind of like reverence or, or like respect that I think they mm-hmm. have for her today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they would just, because, you know, being queer was so taboo back then mm-hmm. um, that uh, nobody wanted to, to talk about that. But now it's, you know, I remember her back then and just how she impacted my life and just, you know, learning about who she was. Like, I actually heard she was, you know, she had little kind of demoness to herself. So I kind of wanted, would love to like be like, okay, girl, were you a diva? <laughs> you know, so like, what kind of diva were you, you know? So, you know, um, but yeah, like I, I think I would still kind of go back and just kind of understand who she was like as a human, not as an artist, I think as a human being, like I wanted to, I would love mm-hmm. to see what kind of human she was. But yeah. Hmm. Yeah, definitely one of the people I would like to meet. Really? Like, if, if you could just, I could just, just ask one question to one person, definitely sure, yeah. for her, sure. Yeah. Her, for sure. And probably, <laughs> and probably like, I don't know, smoke a joint together or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, Frida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And drink tequila. Oh, of and course. I'm sorry. Yes. Smoke and drink and dance and sing. <laughs> and dance and, and sing. sing. Yeah. Like and then just like <laughs> splash paint everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she could do a portrait of me. I'm cool with that. Go, girl. <laughs> uh, that'd be cool. She does like a self portrait of you, but of her because it's herself, but you. I'm, okay, anyway, whatever. Oh, That's I, I like that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I totally understood that. Okay, good. <laughs> so at least someone did. I got it, girl. I got it. So tell us something that only a handful of people know about you and that you're willing to share with more than a handful of people. Ooh, okay. Um, a handful of people know that um, uh, before um, tapping or diving into the world of theater and um, acting and costume design, I used to teach uh, elementary, middle school, and high school. So that's something that, you know, um, now in my more contemporary self, um, people don't know that I was a teacher once upon Mm. a time. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. (laughs) I I know you know that, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about your cultural identity. How do you self-identify? Ooh. Um, uh, I mean, I know that it's been a trajectory for me to, to kind of, I mean, I think for, for many people that are discovering or rediscovering themselves and um, growing up, um, I, you know, I was also in that kind of same world where people didn't, I didn't really understand um, why I looked a certain way and why people saw me different than how I saw myself. Um, So, you know, growing up, I always thought of myself as being Mexican because that's just what my mom uh, always was very adamant about um, inculcating in us like a lot of pride. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't probably until um, later in life where I started, um, learn, you know, again, like people start treat you 
the way they see you, right? And so it wasn't until later in, in life, probably until I, I started, I was leaving high school, where um, I went to a Catholic all-girls school, and one of the sisters told me that I wasn't going to, like, my grades were amazing, but that I wasn't going to be able to afford college, right? And so, I, yeah, and so I remember one of my mom's friends um, came to advocate for, for us, and she and her husband, her husband was like a Chicano studies professor at the time. And at the time, it was like Mexican-American studies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was crazy because I was just like, oh, my God, like, but I relate to you. Like, I, you know, and it was just so empowering. And mm-hmm. at the time, I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm Mexican-American, you know. <laughs> and then, you know, transitioning into um, like starting college at San Diego State, it was, you know, which ironically I went because they were Aztecs, ironically mm. enough, right? <laughs> which like later, that's a whole other story, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I started relearning who I was um, and that there were other people around me that wanted to do the same thing. So I learned about Chicano history and more specifically, I want to say um, what that meant, you know, kind of like tracking back to when we were indigenous and so I then um, decided to identify as a Chicana, but uh, as an indigenous Chicana, mm-hmm. uh, just because I, my, this, this lifetime that, uh, the shell that I'm in reflects that of my ancestors. Like mm-hmm. I look probably like one of my ancestors. And so, you know, instead of, um, you know, being sad about it and being ashamed of it, I learned how to embrace it. So yeah Mm -hmm. and i know now um uh, there's a whole other generation that embraces um you know uh queerness and you know the understanding that we're not all our sexuality is also part of our identity uh such as latinx and chicanx right um but you know and and that that's a whole other generation but i still kind of hold true to being identified as chicana with the next Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and you know respect to all all labels and to everyone that identifies in in their own way, but I still identify that like that. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. So what does cultural identity mean to you? Like the phrase cultural identity, cultural identity. Um, I mean, I think fundamentally what it means is, um, you know, it's just how you, it, it's the reflection of how you see yourself and, uh, through the, through the eyes of your ancestors. Right. Um, different people have different phases, like I said earlier in life where they identify a little differently, but, um, I think there has to come to a point where all of that genetic memory that we all have has to really kind of, um, like you have to embrace it. Right. And whether it was traumatic or whether it was amazingly incredible, um, you have to either heal from it or you have to, embrace it right or live it Mm -hmm. and I think um you know what what we're culturally what we're like kind of told to do or told to be um has nothing to do with with who you truly feel that you are Mm -hmm. right uh if that makes any sense then yeah I think it's more of like I don't think that most of us are allowed space to even think about 
or feel who really we are, like who yeah. we are as our true authentic selves, because right. yeah. we're so like labeled all the time and we yeah. internalize those labels. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, it's, it's now in the days of, of, you know, political correctness and whatnot. Like I understand that. And I think we all respect that, but at the end of the day, um, you are, your you know who's in charge of of your life and of yourself and um you know culturally if you identify as is um you know hispanic latino chicanx chicano um you know it, that's who you are and that's how you identify and and maybe later in life you might identify as something else right mm-hmm. but i think at the end of the day we're not here to to judge anybody for that and just you know really respect where you are in the stage of your life of of understanding who you are you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so we're pivoting to this like, deeper <laughs> conversation oh, damn, that's deep. <laughs> yeah. we're uh pivoting to talk about your business or your project or oh, your the all that your endeavors your entrepreneurial endeavors oh wow you have a few of them right yeah yeah <laughs> you um, want to share what you sell what's your service yeah even your career which is also oh, very goodness. like entrepreneurial right as a yeah yeah um actress. so i'll yeah so i'll start um with my current business um i own a I guess like a small business called La Pachucada. Um, and I sell vintage and recycled clothing. Um, and I kind of have coined it to reinvent um, clothes from uh, like that were inspired by the 1940s Pachucada um, and also the golden age of Mexican cinema. Uh, and so I know that for many people that aren't familiar with with either of those, um, you know, it holds very true here in Los Angeles because there's such a history. Um, I have family that were that my grandfather came here uh, to the United States um, in the late '40s, and so he was part of the Pachucada. He was, mm-hmm. um, you know, he hung out with all the you know, the traviesos that were identified as pachucos and whatnot and, and literally started a family here in, in Los Angeles. And so um, part of that came, part of that inspiration for this business came from that, from wanting to preserve that legacy uh, of who he is and who he was and also family from Mexico, you know, um, that, you know, once upon a time, dressed a certain way and you know whether it was my grandmother or her her brothers or my mom you know growing up in in the 40s 50s and 60s in Mexico um all of that was just such an inspiration for me and so I decided to to start this this business that um me myself uh I love vintage clothing I love the idea of recycled clothing and Mm -hmm. not having to um keep burdening the earth with more contamination when there's so much beautiful fashion from so many different eras Mm -hmm. and even today you know that we can still wear and and kind of share 
Um, but yeah, so that's, that's La Pachucada. Um, I also um, am kind of my own business in the sense of I am an actor and costume designer. So um, I decided to train myself, um, you know, a few years ago professionally. Uh, I got my MFA at UCLA um, in both, uh, well, in theater, in both acting and costume design. And so uh, to me, the importance of understanding uh, I think the importance of education is very important for me. Mm -hmm. um, it is fundamental because I think that um, it was just something very, um, how can I put it? Um, my mom would tell me this quote that I think that always resonated in me. And, and she said, you know, um, te pueden quitar tu casa, te pueden quitar tu carro, te pueden quitar, you know, todo pero nunca nadie te puede quitar tu educación, mm -hmm. right? And to, to translate it, it's like they can take away your house, your car, anything, but they can never take away your education. Mm -hmm. So for me, that investment in, in myself and in my life was, was always really important. And to be the best at, at whatever it is that you want to be was, was always really important. So, um, so yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. I'm navigating all those worlds. And I, still somewhat teach like on the side <laughs> oh so, yeah <laughs> so how do you how do you sell the pieces do you like go look for them do you shop is there like a place in the world where all these pieces go to die oh and then you gosh. revive them or what what I is wish. your process what, what happens how do you um, how do you I do this Yikes. Um, I mean, I live in LA so it, it's it's you know very similar to New York it's a there's a fashion capital here in, in LA and downtown LA. And, um, you know, people have different interests in terms of, of what it means to either create clothes or to recycle clothes. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, whether it's at a thrift shop, whether it's at Goodwill, whether it's um, literally trading clothes or uh, buying clothes from, you know, people that have been collecting vintage clothing, whatever the case may be. Um, or even collecting my own kind of, uh, you know, what I like to call my Pachucada special collection, you know, clothes <laughs> that I've worn, right? Um, you the know, special. I, the gym, <laughs> yeah, that, those are like the VIP ones. I don't take those out uh, very often, but, you know, for the most part, um, it's, it's been kind of just uh, a collection of all that. And it's a lot of work like that. I don't know if people understand what, what it is to buy vintage clothing, go look for vintage clothing. Uh, even tell us, tell us. Oh my goodness. It's, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. Um, it's going to estate sales. It's going to, mm. um, you know, going to, uh, on the right day to Goodwill, you know, which mm. is not very common. Um, or the right Goodwill. Or the not right all Goodwill. Goodwills are good. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. You know, <laughs> and putting on your gloves now thinking in retrospect, like, why didn't I ever wear gloves when I was there? You know? <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, you know, just literally, um, going, um, you know, to different parts of the country sometimes, you know, if, if I'm traveling and really finding, uh, you know, the local thrift shop that, you know, might have that special uh, jewel that I've been looking for that, that, that sometimes, you know, it fits me and I'll keep it, but sometimes I'll <laughs> invest it in, in the business as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I think also, 
uh, I've combined it when whenever I'm costume designing and looking for clothes, I also kind of just keep my eye out for for something for the shop because I'm like, oh, okay. So that's that's another kind of really cool uh, way to to kind of just keep my eyes open and looking around. But um, it's that um, another thing that is really important to me. With La Pachucada is um, I would travel to Mexico before all this madness. Um, I would travel to Mexico a lot. My mom was residing over there um, like six months here, six months over there. And, and um, I would go to, um, you know, travel within Mexico and I would um, go and talk to the the vendors, the, the artisans and really just sit down and do fair trade. Uh, because that was always really important to me. And it was, it wasn't like wholesale or it wasn't like necessarily like I'm going to buy 50,000 of this. So mass produce it. It was literally like, um, you know, there's these three purses that I, I would love, I would be very transparent with them. Like I have a business and I would love to sell them. What is your asking price? And they would, you know, I would say, this is what I would sell it for what is your asking price, you know? And so there would be that um, fair trade negotiation where they would tell me, I will give it, you know, I will sell it to you for this so that you can sell it for that. And mm. so that would be, that was always something really important to me as opposed to like mm -hmm. what they say in Spanish, regatear, you know, mm -hmm. where it was just like, there's no way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, here in the US, you're always going to get some kind of profit. And so it's very different from the profit and the labor and the, you know, artistry that it takes for them to make. Mm -hmm. So that was always really important to me as well. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> what about um, your costume design? Like, do you, I don't know, do you put yourself out there? Like, is there like a costume designers website that you uh, go to get jobs <laughs> or something? I don't know. How do you, how does that um, work? I I mean, it depends also like where you are in, in terms of, um, you know, that, that world and just like any world, right? Um, I had the opportunity and the good fortune of literally right after grad school, um, jumping into with uh, kind of like a contract with a local theater company called Bridge Theater Company, mm -hmm. which works with the Linwood School District in order to create theater like device theater with um kids oh, like cool. and so yeah and so it was one of these things where I although I wasn't in the classroom anymore it allowed me to work with kids in a whole different capacity so I've been oh, designing that's cool. it's like yeah. putting all of your all of your things together yeah. and that's yeah cool. and having a budget and being able to to even create some of these costumes yeah that spend somebody else's money exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> no i mean just you know um really kind of being allowing being allowed to be creative and innovative because you know these kids are geniuses they come up with the most like amazing you know costume ideas you know and so like i had to create like most recently before all this um a lamp like uh, there was a kid that was going to be a lamp, right? And he was mm. kind of one of these like nightlight lamps kind of idea. And so it just, you know, it, it was fun for me to to find something that would work on stage and that would really make it happen. But that's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. And so I worked with them. And then um, also most recently I was commissioned by the University of Laverne 
uh, they were going to have their gala, uh, like their scholarship gala, and they did uh, Wizard of Oz. So, um, you know, I got a makeup team. We were going to do the Wizard of Oz for like four different characters. And so it was coming out so beautiful. But I, I think it's probably not going to happen, I think, at this point, obviously, right? But um, mm-hmm. I know, but it was just coming out so beautifully. Uh, but for the most part, it's been word of mouth. Uh, it's people who understand and know my work. Um, UCLA has such a great um, network. Mm-hmm. of of um you know of artists not just in the acting world but also in uh the costume design world that everybody would you know take care of each other and say hey you know i need an assistant or i need a costume designer uh there's a short film let me recommend you and yeah that's kind of how it works and now i'd like to take a little break i want to announce that as of may 1st 2020, I will no longer offer a free one-hour strategy session. However, I will offer an initial one-hour strategy session for $40. This is for you if you have questions about your business plan, branding, marketing strategy, pricing strategy, customer service strategy, the operations of your business, or anything like that. During the one hour, I will help you create or revise any one of these items to help you build a stronger foundation for your business. I hope that you are spending some time working on your business and not just in your business. So that way your business will continue to grow and have a long lasting foundation that will help you and your family for many, many, many years to come. So I think you touched upon this a little bit, but can you just clarify for us, like, how does your cultural identity affect the way you run all of your projects, your pachucada, your uh, costume design, you as an actor, how does your cultural identity affect all of your decision making, everything that you do for that? That's a great question. Um... I think that one of the things that I always lacked seeing growing up was, um, for example, somebody keeping in mind the way I saw the world, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I totally (laughs) understand. You know what? I have noticed that, like, I'm like really, really happy about this, but it also like, it has brought tears to my eyes sometimes. Like my daughters see a lot more young girl, brown superstar mm-hmm. faces. Yeah, There's like shows on Netflix that they watch. They're just shows, right? right? And the accessibility that Netflix gives that mainstream right. uh, channels didn't, you know, don't have is, you know, yeah. that's a whole nother conversation. But it's just a, like, I now watch those like shows that with yeah. my daughters and I'm just like, I totally <laughs> want to watch this. I'm like, I'm watching it right. with them. And like, yeah. there's this show on what's well, on the Disney app of like uh-huh. um, the kid president or something, the diary yes. of, a, of a president. Yes. And she's right. a Latina and like the, yeah, yeah, she's, she's a Latina girl. Latina girl. Yeah. 
and yeah. she's in middle school. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is like my daughter. My daughter is in middle school, Latina right. girl right now. And at least she has the ability to be able to watch these shows right now. I'm like, right. I, I didn't. Right. I totally felt so out of place right. all the way up until I was in college. Right, right. And I think now um, what a lot of these different mediums are allowing us versus when we were younger, right? Um, was like, you can watch Vida, or you can watch mm -hmm. Hentified, mm -hmm. or you can watch, um, what is it? I Once love watching On My Block. On My Block, you I know, you can all watch all of these different, yeah, like you can watch all of them and- One day at a time. <laughs> yeah, one day at a time, there we go. And you, you have a choice now, right? And to say like, oh, I want to watch One Day at a Time because I want to learn about the, you know, Cuban American experience, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or I want to watch Vida because, or Hentified more specifically, because, oh my God, I know a teacher, a professor in academia that is just as successful as her on, as that mm -hmm. character in mm -hmm. Hentified, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, kind of going back to your question uh, about what that, the world looked like in my eyes was very different from obviously the way everybody kind of was placing it back then. And so, um, I, the, you know, the only way that I can interpret my art is through my experience and my eyes to see, you know, if it relates to anybody that maybe within my generation or anybody in the next future generations. And, um, I just, you know, I always wanted to be really authentic with my voice and with my work and with my art. And so even, for example, as an actor, um, you know, there, there are a lot of opportunities where, you know, um, people want to cast you uh, with, you know, as this like stereotype. Mm -hmm. And it still happens. It still mm -hmm. happens. You know, I went to an audition where I was supposed to play you know, an immigrant, right? Quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which is such a beautiful and honorable, you know, like character to play. But again, like it was just this, they wanted to like hear this very, like this accent that just, you know, again, and yes, you're playing a character, but it was just so inauthentic. It was mm -hmm. so inauthentic because, you know, I don't think any, um, like, uh, how can I put it? Anybody auditioning that is a, a person of color is going to ask you to kind of humiliate yourself to like create like a speedy Gonzalez accent just because it, it looks good in, in this play. You know what I mean? Like, and so looks good I, to who? <laughs> exactly. Like, I think it's because it's their interpretation of what an immigrant is supposed to be. Like, an immigrant can speak English and can speak fluent English mm -hmm. and an immigrant can speak no English as well and mm -hmm. speak all Spanish and that'd be okay, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, or, or any other language, you know, and that's completely okay. And so, you know, it was, it was interesting because I just was so, um, saddened at, at the fact that I just, I left that audition and thinking it was such a, so it was it was a great opportunity, but I just kind of left there like, no, thank you. Like, mm -hmm. you know, thank you, but no, thank you. And that's okay if, if I'm not the right choice because I don't want to 
do this and that's okay. So it's having that the choices now to, to choose your own roles. And I've been uh, fortunate enough to work with some amazing creative people that are like-minded and that um, have allowed me the opportunity to perform um, art that is transformative, that is conscious, that is empowering. Um, and, you know, it, I look forward to more of those opportunities because I think you have a choice, you know? <laughs> that, so, yeah. I saw your real, your real, that's what it's called. Yeah. Right? I'm so real, like, yeah. ignorant with this stuff. No, it's yeah, so yeah. cool. Did you make it yeah. yourself? I put it together. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those I had to ask like the directors for their, you know, their, the cuts or whatnot, but yeah, I had, um, <laughs> surprisingly enough, I had, a my, my neighbor, which is also one of my good friends, um, his, uh, I think, how old is he? His 11? No, how old is he? I think it's 12. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I think he's older. I think like 12 year old son literally helped me put that together on iMovie. Like he was like <laughs> guiding me and I'm like, child, how do you know more, you know, like than yeah, I, I get it. No, I get it. My daughter's teaching me how to use TikTok. I no, I get it. Exactly. <laughs> I get exactly. it. I get it. Like I'm just like, but, oh my lord. <laughs> so that as an actor, like you have to be an entrepreneur as an actor. Because yeah. you're literally like quote unquote, I know this is such a bad word to use, but <clears throat> selling yourself. Okay, maybe yeah. pitching. Pitching yourself is probably a better no, word. But no, but I yeah, think you I think have you're to right. have your not only know your own identity, but as an actor, you have to have your own brand. You have to have yeah. a, a um, what is it called? Oh, not a profile. Um, yeah, your headshot or your portfolio. Yeah. You need to have a portfolio. A portfolio yeah. <laughs> like now they have like yeah. online, now they have online portfolios. Yeah. And yeah. They, that's just like creating, you're creating a brand and putting it out there. You're creating a website. For, it was like, you're yeah. just so essentially you're running like maybe three different types of businesses right yeah now. <laughs> literally <laughs> you know I didn't see it like that until the other day where I was like oh damn I have like three Instagram accounts that's so kind of crazy <laughs> yeah like um yeah I mean you know um there's something that uh was told to me in grad school that you know by um just somebody that that I admire a great deal and, you know, she told me, she said, um, there's only one of you, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. stop trying to um, be like everybody else, you mm -hmm. know, that just, just be you and, you know, cause there's no one else like you. And, and I mean, that's, that's potentially what I can brand myself as. And, you know, acting is, is tough. And I don't think people really understand how hard of a, of a profession it is because it's so much time invested. It's so much vulnerability that you, that you give, whether to an audience or to the camera. And I feel that, you know, when you are able to let go of all of your demons in that have told you, all, you know, all of your insecurities of like, am I good mm -hmm. enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I skinny enough? Am I this? Am I that? Am I, you know, what are people going to think? And, you know, once you kind of like let all that to rest, then that's when you are, are your, you know, your best, you know, that that's when you can be your best self. Um, because, you know, in this profession, there's so many no's, so many no's mm -hmm. and half, I mean, probably more than half, if not 90% of that, if not a hundred percent of that, it has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. It's just 
you're just not right for the part and that's completely okay and i've learned that the hard way uh because i you know i was that person at some point especially right out of grad school i was like oh my god but i'm right out of grad school like why am i not getting this role and it's just like well that's okay because that's not that's i'm not meant for that role because that's mm -hmm. not you know who i'm meant to play um and then when i do get the roles i'm like oh my god you know yeah <laughs> it's such an emotional roller coaster but it's just learning literally learning um how not to internalize uh any of that and then just keep working harder at the end of the day so yeah yeah it's there's definitely like a lot i've i do have this like entrepreneurial lens and yeah. i just see like there's business and everything just like there's everything. like everything there's politics and everything everything is yeah. political like everything yeah. is about business too because mm -hmm. there's a transaction happening and we're giving and receiving and we have an agreement and it's yeah that and that's like yeah. just at the very very base you know root of it but yeah so you talked a little bit you mentioned some technological tools like learning how to use iMovie and you have like three mm -hmm. different Instagram accounts but what <laughs> what is your favorite technological tool that you use for your business or all of them or just one of them or um i mean i i kind of want to say that i have to go back to um this medium um this literal like social media gosh um revolution of instagram that really has allowed me not just to put myself out as a performer but also to put my my business out um and to be able to sell things via my business um i know that just like anything uh, you know there's that saying that whatever you um the more you water a plant the more it grows mm -hmm. um i know that that's something that you know that i am trying to that's a mantra that i'm really trying to um kind of really like digest in in all of my professions <laughs> you know uh, because it, it's true like you have to invest time in what you want to see grow and so you know specifically with instagram it has such a formula it has such an algorithm that kind of sometimes sucks you into that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. um which is tough but you also kind of have to create those hours for yourself like this is the time that i'm going to use uh on social media on instagram uh creating these pictures that i'm going to put up there uh investing in in you know if i'm going to be selling certain clothes this is the time that works best to put these pictures out right mm -hmm. um so i mean i want to say instagram is is definitely been that tool there's another one called Rookie Cam. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, Rookie, Rookie Cam. Cam? Cam. Like uh -huh. the camera? Yeah. Oh. So what it is, it's, it. yeah, it's so cool. Um, I, you know, it has like the opportunity for you to like add font to it. It, you know, um, add, it's like literally you just upload a picture and then you make whatever modifications you want mm -hmm. to it. Um, and they're fun they're fun because you can actually layer other pictures on there it's really oh. cool yeah and so i would say that's another tool that that has really helped me out more specifically with la pachucada um, when posting a lot of my 
um, my clothes or even just acknowledging somebody that bought something by putting Mm -hmm. sold, you know, that really kind of makes people smile. And, you know, when you buy something and I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm going to recognize the fact that you contributed to my little small business and, and thank you, you know, Mm -hmm. thank you. That's it. And, um, you know, I'll put sold and then whatnot. And then, you know, that that's just been something that uh, a consistent font is, is definitely what's been helpful uh, with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think which other one Canva is another one. Oh yes. I love Canva, which I'm sure (laughs) if I'm not on Instagram, I'm on Canva. I have like a lot of things that I've created that are just there that I'm like, wait, I kind of need to use these. (laughs) Yes. Their Canva is like the bomb.com. It's been, um, you know, whether it's, I, I need to make, um, I don't know. Like, I think I use Canva a lot more for custom design. I'm like, laughing because you said the bomb.com. I'm like, <laughs> that didn't date you or us, but I don't I'm know. Sorry, <laughs> like, I, I don't mean, know. That is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. There it is, people. I dated myself. So yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of, of, um, you know, really just creating like style sheets or, you know, instead of like, you know, sometimes Photoshop editor or whatever is just, or Acrobat is just so expensive. And so Canva is like too much. It's like too much. Or like too much. Yeah. 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 Too much to deal with. But yeah, no, you can create resumes. I've created slideshows on there. Like easier and better than the PowerPoint. Um, Yep. Uh, slideshows I create um, these little workbooks like for my online classes I create them on there just on templates Um, what else have I created there I definitely use it for Instagram posts for sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I've there's things too Mm-hmm. Yeah, flyers. I started flyers. Flyers. I started creating my kids like birthday invitations on there, and I just text oh, it to people because nice. I'm like, yeah, no, no, but yeah, <laughs> save save paper, girl, save the yeah. trees, <laughs> and save stamp money. I mean, save stamp fifty money. something, sixty cents is like yeah, plus yeah. five hundred million Mexican family members. I mean, oh, that's girl, no, saying, so, yeah. So and nobody got time for that. Everybody has a phone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, if you had no constraints, would you start another business or a project or, um, what what would it be? No constraints, right? (laughs) No constraints, nothing. Time, money, space. Um, yes, I would. Um, I, I, I think it's probably in its, um, in its beginning stages and definitely like literally if it wasn't, you know, if it was kind of like, if I were to gauge it through the cycle of life, it's still maybe like a newborn. Um, but I would love to start a production company and I started to, and it just kind of just abandoned it. Um, and I called it, um, Tisa Papalot Productions. Uh, and I, did a play i directed and produced a play uh, in collaboration with um seiu usww which Mm -hmm. is um a um union here uh in los angeles actually a a nationwide union Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. but the one here the chapter here that i work with um literally uh works with airport workers janitorial workers 
uh, hotel workers, uh, et cetera. And so the, the community that I worked with were the janitorial, um, you know, workers. And I started this production company as, you know, kind of just to, to spearhead that. But, uh, and the play was amazing. Uh, it was um, meant to help uh, pass uh, legislation at the time here in the state of California uh, to protect, um, uh, you know, workers, more specifically janitorial workers at night uh, from, uh, to inform their colleagues about uh, rape, sexual assault, et cetera. And so um, AB 547, that's, that's what it was. And so um, it passed and the play, I would really, you know, I'm very proud that the play had uh, played a, a, you know, a part in helping to pass that, that, um, you know, piece of, of legislation. And so, you know, at the end of the day, um, I wanted to do more of that, you know, produce uh, a lot more theater and film that really kind of has a meaning, right? Mm -hmm. Has a, a social justice meaning in this world. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that would be to kind of see that in fruition uh, or see that kind of like manifest, that would probably be um, something that I look forward to and want to keep growing. But I would say that, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so amazing. Like I also, I definitely follow you on Instagram and I do remember like that part or that time when you were really active in sharing that. Yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. I didn't really understand it, that it was also part it of was. this production stuff. What What is yeah. the name of your production company? What does that mean? Tisa Papalot um, is um, an, uh, a Nahuatl world. A world. Yeah, a world. That's too. A Nahuatl world. Word. <laughs> I can say world. <laughs> um, that um, means a white butterfly. Mm. And uh, one of the reasons why um, I decided to name it that is because uh i'm also an aztec dancer and uh, one of the elders that was um teaching us uh a little bit about how to um uh, learn about our birthdays and our energies and all that um was tata Quashle, uh who has now passed away and um in the process of you learning a little bit about yourself through the aztec calendar um, mm -hmm. you, you learn that there is um, a, a kind of spirit animal that you have um, mm -hmm. that kind of helps guide you throughout your life. And um, I always have had this white butterfly um, fly around me ever since I was a little girl. And mm -hmm. I would always see it. And I would always like, you know, it was, it, it, I just would always see it. And I never mm -hmm. knew what it meant. Mm -hmm. And so later in life, I learned that 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 was my spirit animal, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, I learned, you know, what that the question taught me was the spirit animal helps guide you to understand places where you should be and places to be mindful of and mm -hmm. to be vigilant of, you mm -hmm. know? And so whether it's like where you should be or where you shouldn't be. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I, um, you know, I kind of acquired that um, energy and, and also, um, I, although he didn't, he passed away and we never got a chance to, I never had my naming ceremony. Um, you know, I always kind of held close to that, to that name um, and have identified with it uh, because, you know, that's my, my energy. So. 
Oh, that's really beautiful. Thank you yeah, for sharing you. that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I always see hummingbirds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hummingbirds. And actually, uh, there's a hawk that comes by here, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All of those are our ancestors, you know, just trying mm-hmm. to, to tell us, just trying to say hello sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, sometimes I see big, fat spiders, like... Seriously. Yeah. 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 But yeah I, I see um, a lot of like animals around here that don't. I bet. I know. But um, so I want, I really, really want to thank you for sharing all of your <laughs> advice and your story you. and um, all the amazing things that you do and that you're going to do. And thank I you, definitely want to figure out a way to help you or do thank something you. with that production company because it needs to happen. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely want to thank you, um, for just taking the time, um, to kind of just talk to La Pachucada, right? Like to catch up. <laughs> I know we've, yeah. we've had some time to, to just mildly catch up, but, um, you know, it's, it's definitely what you're doing, um, uh, by having, um, by being a, a Latina that is doing a podcast that is not very common uh, about businesses that are um, that kind of like identify as, you know, just whatever it is that we identify as, uh, you know, as, as people of color, I just appreciate this platform uh, because oh, it's, it's you. so, it's such an, um, I mean, it's, things are changing a little bit more now, but I think like we mentioned earlier, like I think what it, what's makes this amazing is that it's through your lens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a lens that you didn't see before. And so I appreciate that, um, mm-hmm. you know, you having this platform. So congrats. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, Yay. I definitely learned so much from all the people. Like I even yeah. like learned, learned so much from you now and like, in kind of like a little tiny selfish way I'm like I'm so glad that I'm talking to those people because I'm learning so much right that's the point that's the whole point (laughs) so where can people find you on all of your Instagram accounts or do you also have a website or yeah um, and if people want to hire you for anything what's the best way yeah. Okay. Well, maybe um, not so, anything. Just maybe. I know. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me state what people can hire you for. Specifically. Like, okay, Rival. I'm single. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, um, I am. Um, you can find, if you want to look for vintage and recycled clothing, um, you can go on La Pachucada at La Pachucada, L A P A C H U C A D A. Am I sorry? I had to like spell it there. Um, you can find um, some amazing stuff there. I try to be as consistent as possible with it, just to, especially right now since we're in quarantine and have a little bit more energy to to give to it. Um, so hopefully you can find something that that you feel looks might look good on you or make you feel good. Um, and then, uh, creatively as an artist, um, you can find me at, uh, at Miscalo, M-I-S-S-K-A-H-L-O. Um, there I have a link to my website as an actor. Um, if you want to see any of my costume design stuff, just send me a, a DM and I'd be more than happy to send you all that fun stuff. Yay. Yeah. Oh, oh, and I have to mention yeah. on your reel, 
yeah. you do this scene with this uh, woman who uh-huh. like, oh my God, I'm like, oh my God, that's like a real, real, real actor. I see her yes! like on movies and uh-huh. TV shows and stuff. What, yeah. I don't remember her <laughs> name, but do you know which one I'm talking about? She, um, Is it the first, the first one? She... Uh, uh, yeah, the one that you're all mad and like that she showed oh my up. God, or... Super <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was actually, um, and we went to grad school together. Her name is Zuri Adele. Oh, uh, that's is, so cool. She's on a show right now, um, via I think Freeform, I think it's called Good Trouble. Um, she uh, just yes. an amazing colleague, yeah. I watched so, that show, yes. Uh huh. So we actually, um, that clip in particular was, um, a TV pilot that we did in grad school um, that, you know, I had the honor of performing with her and she's just amazing. She's such a beautiful soul, very talented. Um, Excuse me. I look forward to working with her again, just because it was such a beautiful experience. Um, And she's just a a great human being. That's doing amazing. So I'm proud of her. Her role in Good Trouble is all about being a Black Lives Matter activist in LA. Yeah. It's so yeah like so she's, you she's never see it. that ever like yep 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 yep, yep. Ever yeah, to be like on a nationally televised show is like uh-huh. that's so cool yeah yeah and I mean she you know it's it's cool because seeing her strive is like seeing all of us strive like especially you know mm-hmm. when when we were all in grad school like you know seeing each other kind of grow and and do amazing things in in tv and film and theater is just you know that's what it's about so yeah. i'm i'm super proud of her and i look forward to working with her again so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway that was like my little fangirl moment yeah for you also <laughs> being with her yeah <laughs> but anyway everybody yeah. go to instagram and follow uh, Janet at Mezcalo and La Pachucada and you. check out all her really 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 great amazing um, uh, I also I kind of want to call them costumes because I, I can't even call it like clothes like it's not even like I can't I can't I don't feel like I would be able to like pull that off every day like you do but. girl I got you I got you yeah you can yeah you can <laughs> I need I need a pachucada makeover. <laughs> yes, girl, I got you. I got you. Next time, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh-huh. your time and sharing you. everything that you've shared. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Mama. Big hugs. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com, and please, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.